1: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Scott, I got to tell you, we're going to try something a little bit different today. I've got to ask you questions not related to cars. Not related to cars, okay. Not, not, well, not yet, not entirely. Okay. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, now, take this seriously because uh, it sounds like a joke. Would you say you're a person who believes in the supernatural? No, I didn't even hesitate, did I?
1: No, no not, I just, not I, at all. You know, I just don't. I just don't. You don't? So no, really none of don't. it? No, I, I got to say I don't. I've, I've just never been a believer in that.
0: So psychics, telepathy? No, wangles, no, I'm not up for the palm readings or anything like King,
1: that. King Tut's curse? Um, no. no what about no, what no. about the James Dean curse? <laughs> that falls right in line with this but um no I don't I don't think Not I'd really, really. I don't think I buy it but I got to tell you there's some really interesting things that go along with it that are you know undeniable things that have happened that are hard to explain and you know we're going to talk about them but they again they're just they're difficult to explain but I again I don't believe in
0: the mm-hmm. curse I I, I see where you are coming from we'll catch we, our our folks up to speed real quick what
1: well Oh, you're turn, not going to let me slide. Turn, no, I'm not going to let you slide turn about here. So, um, what do you think you believe?
0: Oh, man. Okay. This is going to sound like such a ride the fence answer, but <laughs> I, I'm being 100% honest with you. I believe that a lot of the things society thinks are supernatural do exist in some form, but I believe that we will eventually be able to explain them. So for me, um, for instance, you know, uh, what, what was one of the examples you used? I just said, uh, telepathy, for mm-hmm. instance, or something like that. King Tut's curse. Okay. King Tut's curse, even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe something like that exists and maybe all the effects we perceive are accurate, but I think the underlying ca- causes are discernible. Mm-hmm. And I think they're maybe. Maybe not as scary or supernatural as we believe.
1: Okay, I'll put you down for a no. Okay, let's go <laughs> on to the... Okay. No no no, you, no, 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 you got no. me. Yeah. Put me down for a no. Put okay. me down for a no. No curses from Scott and Ben. <laughs> well, you're saying no eventually. Right now, you're saying that it's, it's hard to explain... I don't know how it happens, but maybe we'll come up with a way to explain it away.
0: Right. Like, okay, okay. let's, I mean, not to get too well, tangential, but if you're in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. you travel through time, and you go and see a television where Lord of the Rings is on HBO, it's going to rock your world, <laughs> and you're going to think it's magic, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can understand Or if that. you hop in a car, or if you hop in a Porsche, uh, yeah. it doesn't have
1: to be cursed. Ah, uh, okay. I see where you're going.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're going with uh
1: with James Dean. Ooh. Yeah, we, we mentioned it earlier, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of listeners have probably have a little bit of knowledge about this. So they're thinking to this point, what are these guys talking about? Why are they talking about curses and mm-hmm. um, why are you talking about supernatural things happening? Well, if you know anything about James Dean, he was killed in a, in a car wreck in 1955, and his car is said to be cursed. Now – it's kind of an odd thing to say, and we'll we'll figure it all out in a moment here. But sure. um, I guess we should start at the beginning, and we'll just kind of logically go through this thing and, and figure out, you know, who he was, how he was killed, what the curse entails, and mm-hmm. you know, where is this car now, and what's it up to? Okay, yeah, <laughs> If you want to say it that way? That's, that's a, really good. So a kind of a funny way to say it, but you know, w- mm-hmm. where is it?
0: So, uh, very quickly, James Dean. Uh, was a famous actor who was only in a few movies, the most famous of which was probably Rebel Without a Cause. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when he died in this car accident with his racing, uh, with his racing Porsche, well, I say Porsche, you say Porsche.
1: Mm. So. Well, either one, we'll probably go back and forth. Okay. About this, yeah. When,
0: when he, when he died, he was quite young. Yeah. He was 24. 24, which yeah. is younger than both
1: of us. Yep. That's right, and he was with his mechanic at the time, mm-hmm. um, and they wrecked head-on into another vehicle in Salinas, California. This happened September 30th, 1955. Um, they were He was actually headed to a race in that car. Um, back roads in Salinas, California, he was headed down the highway probably, well, he was going too fast, really, because he was supposedly in the break-in period for this uh, new racing Porsche that he had, and he was headed to a race, mm-hmm. uh, again, with his mechanic, the guy uh, headed the other direction, turned left in front of them, you know, to turn onto a side road, and uh, they collided. Dean was killed at the at the scene. Uh, I guess he lived a few minutes after the wreck, but not long. Sure. Uh, the mechanic was thrown from the car and lived. And the other driver was just, you know, slight injuries, nothing nothing major at all.
0: Mr. Turnipseed. Yeah, that's his right. name. Turnipseed. Yeah, that's a yeah. strange name,
1: huh? So
0: what happens to this car after the accident? Okay. Here's where this this gets a little nuts. Okay. This is where the curse begins.
1: Yeah. This is where the curse begins. And, and I'm going to go through this kind of in a chronological order here because, um, some, some unusual happenings okay. I mean, and stuff that's pretty difficult to explain away. Coincidence, sure, but it just seems like it, you get to a point where th- how much more can happen around this vehicle. And, and you'll understand what I mean as we get to it here. And you can stop me at any point. Um, now after the wreck, um, and there's some things that happened before the wreck we'll talk about later, too. There's some ironic okay. twists to this whole thing. So um, after the wreck, now, the, uh, the Porsche is a, the Spyder, is a rear-engine vehicle. So that's important to know because the, the accident was a head-on collision. The back end of the car was relatively decent shape, salvageable. Mm-hmm. Um Someone, you know, they could, they could buy the parts and this was a rare racing Porsche. So it's very it's high. End, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is one of, I think, five that was delivered, uh, to the states at the time in that, in that year. The, um, so very rare. Um, the motor and transaxle were purchased by Dr. Estrich. And Dr. Estrich was also a, a racer at the time, a sports car racer that was big in uh, Southern California at the time. Sports car racing. Um, he used the engine in a Lotus car. He placed it in his own, own vehicle. He loaned other parts to uh, another doctor that he knew, Dr. Troy McHenry. Okay, now 13 months later, 13 months after he you know purchased this stuff, uh, McHenry was killed in a car wreck in a race where he, his car smashed into a tree. Now. Not terribly unusual. However, now he had, you know, parts from the Dean car in his car mm-hmm. at the time. In the same race on the same day, in a separate accident, um, doctor Estrich was also what they they just had severely injured in an accident, also using parts from this Dean vehicle. 13 so months later. Facility. This is 13 months okay. later, and this is on the exact same day, same race, and both cars happen to have parts from Dean's, you know, death car, I guess you want to call it that, the, oh. the, the
0: Porsche Spider. Let's play detective. I'm going to be taking some notes while we're doing
1: Okay. This. Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, you can feel free to shoot holes in any of this because I'm sure there's, you know, angles you can take on all this, but um, now it's for the body of the car. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's kind of the start of this whole thing. That's where everybody kind of said, well, that's a little unusual, you know, the Mm -hmm. Dean was killed in this accident, and here you know these parts are used, and what do you know? Another race car driver killed, another one injured. Mm -hmm. So this is where it all starts, and from here it gets even stranger. Um, George Barris, who we've talked about in previous podcasts. Yes, the uh, architect of many uh, popular and iconic vehicles. That's right, um, Hollywood. um, He builds a lot of movie cars. Mm -hmm. Um, George Barris bought the car body, and he took it on tour with um, the National Safety Council. Now the National Safety Council was, you know, using this vehicle, you know, kind of showing, uh, students, young, young kids what, you know, what speed could do, I guess, because James Dean was such an influence, influential character at the time Mm -hmm. that, um, a lot of people were really upset by this whole thing, of course. And, you know, they, they, you know, saw him in Rebel Without a Cause and, you know, that was kind of someone to look up to. Well, look what happens if you speed on the, on the highway, you know, that here's his smashed up car and look what happened. Don't let this happen to you type thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. I over explain that, but no, no, it makes um, sense. So he bought this just really destroyed shell of a car. It's mangled. Mangled uh, the, the Porsche Spider. And it went on tour. When the car was delivered to Barris's shop in California, um, it fell off. It, this is just when it's being delivered. It fell off of the dolly that was being carried on and crushed the legs of the attendant that, were, uh, that was there. And, you know, of course, broke his legs. Um, so that's kind of another strike against this thing, right? Just yeah. kind of a, a bad luck, you know. That can happen, I guess. But again, here we are talking about Dean's death car. Mm-hmm. Strange. Um, so the vehicle vehicle goes on tour, and there are actually a number of really odd occurrences that happen on tour. Now, I've heard of you know the, the vehicle actually rolled off the uh, off the stand and, and crushed a student. Um, I don't know how injured the student was, or you know, if mm-hmm. the student is killed or whatever. But um, there are a lot of varying. Um, remarks that have been made about this thing. Are they anecdotes? Well, I don't know. I don't know if some of them are, you know, just piling on, you know, saying that, oh, yeah, and I heard it happen. you know, this happened as well. Sure. This is a pretty good list that was uh, compiled from, you know, Barris, who was the owner of the car at the time, mm-hmm. said this is what happened. So we're going with this, you know, okay. as, as being factual to a point. I mean, he's not with it the whole time. We'll you know, but you get reports of what happened to this vehicle. Anyways. Okay. Have I explained that enough away? That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he's, so this, car, this car is still on tour at the National Safety Council, all right? um, It's stored in a garage in Fresno, California. Sure. And now remember, just stored in a garage, the, the garage burns down that this thing is stored in. and weird. Now, this is the weird part. I, I think that the car, that, that Dean's car, was unharmed. Every other car or every other vehicle that was in there, whatever was in that garage is destroyed. The car is left unharmed. So that's a little odd. Right? That is odd. Okay, yeah. strange. All right, but it happens, you know. Car wow. just burned down, so you can you can argue with that. And way. the vehicle might not look
0: as damaged because it was already a wreck. Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, I, I guess it would be charred. You know, it would. You yeah. If a vehicle or a whatever, mm-hmm. a, a building that burned down. All right. Later, the car is being transported back to get to Salinas, California, where the accident, the original accident happened. The driver has the, the vehicle on. You know, it's been on this tour. The driver, the driver has it on a flatbed uh, in the back of a truck, and the truck – now, this is the report. The truck skidded. The driver was thrown from the truck and then crushed by the car that was on the flatbed. So the, the car wow. that was on – so, the, mm-hmm. again, Dean's car crushes another person and kills him. This is starting to sound like it's, the plot of Christine. It's a little odd, isn't it? I mean, it really is strange. Now, a lot of coincidences. Now, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard of another car where this type of thing has happened. Okay, later, this is much later, this is kind of the end of it, I guess, here, really, but um, in 1958, again, still owned by Barris, the car was in Florida, somewhere in Florida, I don't remember which city, mm-hmm. it was loaded onto a truck for transport, um, I'm assuming that it was a covered truck, because of what happened, the truck arrives in California at Barris' shop eight days later, and they open it up and the truck is empty. The car is gone, missing. The spider is spider's gone. Spider's left the convoy. That's yes, crazy. That's right. It's gone. The uh, the body of James Dean's Porsche spider is missing, and to this date, Ben, they have never been able to locate that body. They don't know where it is. And I watched a video. Um, I think it was a YouTube video. A person that's a historian, someone who you know mm-hmm. looks into this thing you know deeply. Um, you know, a Porsche historian. Um, said that he has never come across anybody that's, that claims to have a part of that car as a souvenir. So, you know, if somebody did take it from there, you know, as to piece it out for, you know, for, for money, sure. you know, because it'd be very valuable, um, souvenir hunters, um, no one, no one has ever claimed to have a piece of that car, um, you know, that body from that car that disappeared in 1958.
0: Which is, a really, an anomaly if you think about it, because so much time has passed. Yeah, it's been more than fifty years now. Somebody mm-hmm. would have turned. You, you would think so. Okay, man. I so. Before I know, you said we've got some some well, Twilight Zone moments
1: before it happened. Yeah, there, but there's one. There's one more, one more tiny, tiny little thing here. And what happened? Well, there, there's still there's really no no occurrence here yet that okay. I know of. And this again, this is from that video that I watched this YouTube video. Sure. The transaxle ended up in the hands of a, a Porsche collector. His name is Jack Stiles in Boston, and he has restored a Porsche Spider exactly like Dean's, the uh, the same model. Um, using that transaxle, he can tell you know which one it is because of the uh, the, the code that's stamped on it, the uh, you know the, the number. Uh-huh. And he's using it for racing, so we'll, I guess we'll see what happens. And I don't know if anything has happened because this video looked like it was an older video that I okay. watched. I don't know if he has had any kind of an accident or occurrence in that vehicle. I just haven't heard about it. See, okay. And
0: before we go to the, the strange things that happened before the accident, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, yes, I completely agree. That is spooky, especially the disappearance mm-hmm. and especially the way the information is positioned. Cause that would be, let's see, that would be a total of three deaths counting Dean, right? There's the, there's Dean, the, the doctor. And then there is the truck driver. Yes. Okay. But I would also, except for the case of the truck driver, um, the two deaths there, you, we have to consider, I discount the doctor's death a little bit, as well as the other doctor's injuries, because it sounds, for people who really believe in this kind of stuff, it could sound like it really happened because of some supernatural cause, but... More likely it happened because all three of these men were driving very high-performance, very fast vehicles mm-hmm. without some of the safety uh, equipment that we have come to take for granted today. Yeah, I
1: mean, you're talking about open cockpit racing in Southern California, sports car racing in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be surprised if they had more than a lap belt at the time. Yeah. Uh, I- I'd be surprised. They may have, but probably not. Um, and for the... Uh- Yeah. So you see what I'm
0: saying? It might be, it might be not, not to, uh, be a party pooper for, I guess, the curse enthusiast, but we should also consider that perhaps some of this information has been cherry picked. Uh, how many, now we'll go into relative, or not relativism, but we'll go into a, uh, a kind of murky area of the argument. How many different stops for the National Safety Council
1: did this shell make where no one was injured? Yeah, yeah, probably made much, uh, I should say, many more stops mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that, that were incident-free mm-hmm. versus the ones where something happened. And I don't know if, you know, who knows how many that is over the years, because apparently it toured for years. Oh, yeah. And if it disappeared in 1958, well, it was still on this tour. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the initial incident, which was, I want to say, in 1956, but I'm 56. not entirely sure of that. Um, yeah, I could have made... I mean, a couple of hundred stops, maybe. I I don't really know the the schedule of the National Safety Council. You know, where it went, how often it, you know, Mm -hmm. made moves. And I guess anytime you move something like that, there's a danger that it could fall on somebody. It could, um, you know, during shipping, it could have, and there could be some kind of incident that happens. That's
0: fair. Yeah, but then also the true believers, uh, which I'll represent in case uh, somebody's listening (laughs) and getting mad about this. It is also true that there could have been. A lot of injuries that we just haven't heard of.
1: That's true. Yeah, there could be so more. So it goes both ways. Yeah, and actually, there there are more smaller incidents here and there. There, there. Mm-hmm. It depends on which um which list you go by or who you, you know what information you you look at because mm-hmm. some are very detailed and have a lot more information than than I gave you here today. Even, sure. That you know there were a lot of injuries along the way that are associated with this car, but un, unsubstantiated in y- some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because you know, that was just. It, it, it all it's kind of self sustaining. It feeds into itself. You know, sure. people say, Oh, that car's cursed and and uh you know, things are things are happening around it, so you're watching for something to happen around it or or um, mm. you know, anything any little thing that happens around it, you know, that's attributed to that curse.
0: Like, yeah, I can totally see and some people say that's the same thing with King Tut's curse, you but know.
1: You do have to admit, I mean, even when it is said, it? you Where do have it? to admit that those are some pretty interesting uh I guess circumstances that surround that vehicle quite a stack of circumstances yes, yes it is i mean i i would challenge you to find another car there may be but i mean it would be difficult to find another car mm. that has a similar history
0: we yeah we should do some of that urban legends yeah. cars that'd be fun and but, you know what
1: oh, right. oh <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i'll tell you what maybe the the most intriguing thing about this whole thing is and we're, we're not done yet we'll, we'll have a little bit more to talk about but uh, the most intriguing thing about this whole thing to me is that that car is still out there is that no one knows where that car is it's it's like buried treasure it's just that's that's exciting to me it's like the the you know the barn find of the century uh, well yeah or even better i mean just yeah where did it because there's such uh such mystery and such mm-hmm. uh, um, circumstance surrounding this car it would be just unbelievable if someone were to turn up that car right now and find out where it had been this entire time
0: well, and yeah what happened to because i'm sure they i'm sure uh bears tried to find it but if he didn't have any luck...
1: I, I don't know if he did or not, Ben. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just not sure. I mean, I would think that he would look into it, of course. You know, this yeah. is a, a valuable piece of property for him. Sure. Um, But I, I don't know how much effort he put into finding it or if he really even did do that. I, yeah. I just can't say for sure.
0: Yeah, we're urging on to some, some very... Para- now, I don't want to say paranormal. We won't say that yet. Curious stuff. Yeah. But tell me what happened. Because you've already, you already mentioned this to me before, but our listeners need to know about... What happened
1: specifically, you know what I'm talking about before Dean died? Yeah, well, there are several things that happened before he died. Um, one is that two weeks before he was killed, that now remember the car went on tour with the National Safety Council. Mm -hmm. He did a PSA, uh, public service announcement on television for, um, the National Safety Council. Mm -hmm. And he was shooting a film at the time. And so you can actually watch it online if you, if you search for it. James Dean. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Public service announcement. At the end of this, the last thing that he says in this public service announcement is, "Drive safely. The life you may save be, may be mine."
0: Drive safely. The life you save may be mine. Yeah, and
1: within this PSA, he's urging young drivers to to take it easy on the road because he's he's a race car driver and he really has no urge to speed on the highway. That you know he's he's done with that because now he can do it in a safe place where he can you know he's mm. he's in control. He knows what the other drivers are going to do. We're on the highway. He's unsure, you know. He just doesn't know what what's going to happen around him. So he's he's urging young drivers to take it easy.
0: Okay, I you know what maybe that's that is a coincidence because it happens in in an interesting uh, arrangement chronologically. But mm-hmm. I I think if anything that's more I guess sad than than it is unsettling. You
1: mm-hmm. know. Understood. Yeah. Um, now there's one other thing here, and searching through my notes here, but um, you know, I'm just going to wing it. Wing it. Alec Guinness. You know who Alec Guinness is? Uh, Alec Guinness is an actor, isn't he? Yes. I uh, eventually became Obi Wan Kenobi. You may know him as Obi Wan. Yeah. Okay. Alec Guinness. I guess throughout his career, he was able to tell this story. Um, that, now this comes from Snopes. I read this in Snopes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know what? Actually, I just found it in my notes here, but this is a week before. Dean's death. So this is in between the PSA mm-hmm. and Dean's death. Okay. That we just talked about. The other wow, in that, that two-week space. Okay, that two-week space. So here's another week later. There's a set of circumstances. Again, you can read about it on Snow sure. to find out, you know, what it was. But um, Alec Guinness and Thelma Moss were were in Hollywood or wherever they were. I'm trying to think of where they were right now. It doesn't. It's not important. They came across James Dean. Okay. And Dean said, Hey, come on over here, I'll share a table with you for dinner, you know, whatever. It was just kind of a, a casual meeting. They were mm-hmm. happy and they, but as the way on their way back to the restaurant, James Dean says, Hey, come here for a second, I want to show you something. And he shows them his brand new Porsche uh Porsche spider. And he had just just received it. It was brand new, right? He had just got it. Okay. And they said, Yeah, no, it looks pretty fast. He says, oh, yeah, it'll do it about 150. You know, he was pretty proud of it. Alec Guinness takes one look at the car and he says that he's sure that he's going to be killed in that car. Um He, in fact, I'll read it to you. He says, it, "He," <laughs> and he says, "He said in a voice that he said he could hardly recognize as his own voice." This is Alec Guinness. He said, "I could hardly recognize this as my own voice. Please never get in it." Yeah, it looked, and then he looked at his watch and he said, "It's now ten o'clock, Friday, the twenty-third of September, nineteen fifty-five. If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week." Now that was, you know, a strange thing to say. Sure, no doubt. Now, Dean, of course, laughed it off and he said, "Don't you know? Don't be so mean about it, you know, because uh-huh. it's a brand new car. He's very excited." Seven days later, at five forty-five p.m. on the thirtieth of September, nineteen fifty-five, he was killed in that car. So almost exactly to the moment that uh, that Alex said this, sure, that's when it happened.
0: Okay, I'll give you that one. Crazy. I'll give you that uh, one, Scott. That yeah. one's
1: crazy. Yeah. Okay. The day of his death, mm-hmm. now he's headed to this race. He was warned four times, according to one account, to slow down, take it easy on the road. Um, he received a ticket from a police officer where he told him to slow down. There was someone in a diner that told him to slow down, that, you know, he wasn't, uh, he was going too fast. And there were two other, and I forget who it was. I, don't, mm-hmm. I just don't remember. I apologize. But sure. um, four times on the very day of his death, he was told, slow down. You know, you're you're going too fast. Mm-hmm. Um something's going to happen. And so there's just incident after incident after incident Yeah. This, this is you know, leading up to this guy's death. And, and it just, it do, it really does seem like it was almost inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been avoided, but it wasn't. It just, it just, it was fate almost is what it seems like. It almost does seem like fate. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I don't know if I have a whole lot more to share about this right mm-hmm. now, but um, it's interesting to think that after... After this incident, is, is this car? I mean, the question is: is this car sinister in some way? Did it did it, mm. did it continue to kill after it killed James Dean? <laughs> or can you say even that it killed James Dean? I mean, right. he was of course in charge of the car. He didn't, the car didn't do anything. On is own.
0: what we're really saying is: is this car cursed for two people yeah. who are, to say the least, very skeptical about it? Even it sounds like even we are saying that's weird.
1: At a lot of coincidences, yeah. and like you said. A lot of this can be explained away, and mm. of course, you know, there is a lot of questionable behavior surrounding yeah. all these circumstances. Sure. However, you know, I'm, I am a skeptic. I'm going to say mm. I don't think the car is cursed, but I'm sure that there are a lot of believers out there, and and for good reason, and if you look into it, who knows, you may be a believer as well. And not all of it
0: can be explained, as, as I think the, uh, the strangest part... But for our listeners out there, thanks so much for tuning in again, you guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you have any ideas, uh, if there are any haunted or cursed cars that you'd like us to take a look at, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com.
1: Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join How Stuff Works staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.
0: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.